Thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Ken Cairns, a weekly sports card podcast with lessons he's learned in the hobby and life lessons he's learned along the way. So sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded is the cards. You are now on with Ken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with me, your host, Ken. I'm a retired teacher documenting my hobby journey here on the pod, finding teachable moments to share with all of you along the way. Don't forget to hit me up on social media, on Instagram, at sportscard underscore lessons. Hit that follow button. And you can also find me on YouTube by searching Sports Card Lessons. If you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, and most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. What is up, everybody? How is everybody doing? Coming off a huge weekend, the Hofstra show. Just a huge weekend. We'll get into that uh, in a few minutes. I got a great teachable moment coming. Uh, I want to thank my guy, uh, Rob, at Sports Card Therapist, for uh, the interview last week. Just a great interview. If you missed it, you got to go back and listen to it. It was just a really great interview. Oh, starting out the week, the Hofstra show, huge. It was just a huge show last weekend. It's my first time doing a two-day show. Uh, I've, all I've done up to this point were all one-day shows, so this was kind of a big deal for me. Uh, you know, book it, booking the hotel room and 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 you know, doing it solo because, uh, you know, as I've talked about, I set up at all the show shows with, uh, Rob at sports card therapist. And, uh, we shared a table down there on Saturday, but he wasn't doing Sunday. So I was staying overnight solo and taking the table on Sunday solo. Uh, so, you know, Friday getting ready, getting ready for the show, got the car all packed up, you know, first time packing up the overnight bag for a card show. You know, and I go to the computer just to pull out my whole hotel reservation and something catches my eye. It says uh, it says for April 10th, a reservation for April 10th. And I'm thought to myself, that's when I booked it. That's that's not, you know, the reservation was for this weekend. Then I went back and looked at it again and it said one night on April 10th. And I'm like, I literally I book hotel rooms all the time. I've never had a problem. I've never booked the wrong night. How could this have happened? So I go back and I look again. So then I quickly, I go pull my credit card up. And sure enough, on April 10th, uh, they charged me not only for the room, but a no-show fee. And I'm like, are you kidding? This is Friday night at 1030 before the show. I mean, I'm literally getting up at 5 o'clock Saturday morning and I'm on the road. Uh, so I, I, I call the 1-800 number. I'm like, look, I'm not sure how this happened. And they're like, yeah, we can't help you out. And I said, well, is there any rooms available at the hotel? And they said, I don't know. You have to call the hotel. So I hang up with them. I call the hotel. I mean, obviously, it's a Friday night at 1030. How much help did I expect to get? But he said, hey, look, there's nothing we can do. You made a reservation. You missed it. And I said, well, do you have any rooms available now? And he said, yeah, we do. They're $400 a night. I'm all set. Thank you. So, of course, 
you know, get online, go do whatever it is, Expedia or whatever, go look. And, uh, you know, I found another room reasonably priced. I booked the room, but then I went back to the, it was interesting because I went back to the hotel, to the, 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 the website that I was booking this from that it was the, the, the show website that said, Hey, click here for these hotels. And when I clicked, I went back to see like, was this my fault? Was it something? Cause I mean, I, I understand things happen. Uh, I clicked on it and I followed it. But even after you put the date in on this particular website and you went to the next one, the next screen, it reverted back to the day you were on. So I'm only taking 50% of the blame just because I didn't pay attention to it when I, I finalized the deal. Uh, but yeah, I'm out of room, you know, that night, obviously I called my credit card company to see if they can do anything. They're working on it, but, but who knows, but it wasn't a great way to start, you know, this, this, this big weekend, you know, just all this, lots of anxiety late on Friday night. So I got a room, I'm booked up or off, off to the show on Saturday. Um, and it's quite a long drive down there. It's, it's, it's not something, I mean, for me, it was, you know, it's an hour and a half morning with no traffic, but in the, in that time in the afternoon, after five o'clock, it's like a three hour drive home with all the traffic coming out of Long Island, coming out of New York or through New York. So it wasn't something I wanted to do. I definitely wanted to stay overnight. Um, so the show Saturday was just really busy from the word go. It starts at 10 and ran from 10 to five. Uh, and interesting enough at the show, there's a garage door. Um, it's like a loading, you know, like a loading ramp that comes down. You could literally drive into the, you know, drive a car or a truck or anything down there. Obviously you couldn't, but it was really nice to be able to set up. You parked at the back, you put your stuff on, you load down, went down this ramp, but come at 10 o'clock, they close that huge door and that door doesn't open again until five. So, you know, if you've set up at shows, you know, sometimes that, you know, late in the day and, you know, sometimes you just say, I'm going to cut out early. I'm not making many sales. I've got something else going, anything. If that's this show you could you i mean if you really really needed to if there's emergency you could get out of there but for the most part it was so crowded from 10 a.m to 5 p.m like i've never seen a show like this that it stayed fully crowded and people were still buying things at five o'clock when they're making an announcement that the show is over now they had a lot of people signing autographs which which drew a big crowd and they staggered that out through the day and and i think they saved the uh you know the bigger autographs for late in the day so that's why late in the day you know between you know between three and five o'clock it was still very very busy there so uh yeah it was just just another huge day um at hofstra <laughs> i was there for the first time i went back there i or i went there for the first time october as a spectator and I was overwhelmed with the uh, with the crowds there, so I knew it was going to be a big show. Um, setting up, uh, I had some really good guys on my left. Obviously, my first day I was there with with Rob, uh, but we had, you know, show show buddies left and right of us. Uh, on one side we had John from Behind the Diamond. On the other side we had Eddie from D'Angelo Sports. Uh, shout out to both you guys on Sunday. You were a big help to me when I was running solo. If I had to run, get a drink, go to the bathroom or anything, you guys were right there. It, it's funny. I said to Eddie I, from D'Angelo Sports, I said, Eddie, I, I got to go run to the bathroom. I'll be back in a few minutes. 
And I came back and jokingly, I said, Hey, do I have any sales? And Eddie pulls a lot of cash out. He's like, all right, I sold two of those. And what? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Uh, so yeah, it was just, it was one of those days that you just never knew when somebody was going to show up to your table and buy something because it was just crowded all day. And, you know, at some point you have to run, you got to go when you got to go, you got to go. Um, uh, but it was definitely busy. Um, Interesting. Uh, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to give a shout out to Matt from Florida uh, that I met Saturday and Sunday. Uh, and, and we made a deal. He bought a few things from me and uh, I gave him a good deal. And I said, I'll give you this deal as long as you follow me on social media, on Instagram, because I want to shout, shout you out. And obviously Matt left and never did. So Matt, if you're listening, hit me up. Give me your uh, Instagram and uh, I'll definitely shout you out because Matt was a hustler. He was up from Florida, uh, had a briefcase. And and I like people. I like people who hustle. I like people who grind. Uh, I come from that kind of a background. Uh, I was that kind of kid when I was young. I was, you know, hustling in the neighborhood at 13, 14 years old, trimming bushes, mowing lawns. As soon as I could get a job, I was off doing that. I was always paper roots. I mean, literally I had usually two, three, four hustles going at a time. So I, I really, really like, uh, to, to, to see people who hustle and grind, who really, really put their all into it and kind of figure it out as they go, but really start to figure out how to do it and how to hustle. And Matt was definitely a hustler showed up. He had a carry on luggage bag with him. Uh, we met him on, 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 uh, Saturday. He came late in the day on Saturday. He just flew up from Florida. He was trying to make some deals, but he was just trying to pay on Zelle and Apple pay, you know, just, a and, and, and with me, it didn't work out with me because I didn't take Zelle. Uh, he made a deal with, uh, with Rob for something. Um, cause Rob did. And I saw him hustling with everybody else. And he liked a few of my cards. He tried to work out a deal. And the, the deal just didn't work out on Saturday. So Sunday he came back. And, you know, he did it right. He came back. He had, a you know, a, a, an envelope full of cash. And he said, I got cash today. I'm ready to make a deal. And, and I watched him. Not only did I give him a good deal, but I watched him go from table to table and just make really good deals. He had the gift of gab and, and, and he was hustling. He was grinding. He was making deals. He was and he was he was honest. He's not saying, hey, you know, I think this he says, I know this is worth this much. I can see what the comps are, but this is what this is what I want to pay. And this is what I want to do. And it worked out for me because they were cards that I didn't have a lot into. So I was still able to make a little and able to, uh, you know, pass him off a profit too. So just a shout out to Matt. Um, a couple things I learned, you know, about my case again, um, Saturday, uh, Rob and I had three cases. Uh, we both had one and a half cases on an eight foot table. And, um, I had one card in my case that ever there was a Josh Allen. And I talked about this, uh, I think episode four, maybe where I picked up this Josh Allen card. Uh, it was uh, autographed and it's uh, authenticated by Beckett. And it was the hottest, hottest card in my case. And it stopped everybody. And that's what everybody stopped to talk about and tried to make a deal and work back and forth uh, on that. I, I, you know what? I have cards in my case that are stale. I'm just going to call them stale. They're nice cards. 
They've been there for a few months. They're graded. They're nines, 9.5, a bunch of tens. Um, but they're just players that people aren't looking for. And even though the comps and the values, they're, they're priced correctly in my case, if it's a card that's stale that people aren't looking for, that they're they're just not they're just not out to buy it. Now, a couple of times people said, Hey, how much for this card? You know, or what's the best you can do on this card? And by the end, I was saying, make me an offer. Like, what do you think the card is worth to you? Because at this point, these were cards that I either picked up in a break or I pulled out of a, uh, you know, I pack pulled and I sent off to SGC for grading. So really, what am I into the card for? Make make me offers. And, and kind of on Sunday, uh, on Saturday, when none of those cards were selling, when Sunday, when Rob was gone, I was able to spread some more of those cards out. You know, I'm, I just told people, hey, anything in this case over here, if you like it, make me a deal. Make me a reasonable offer. I'll take it. Uh, just because I want to try to start moving some of these stale cards to, you know, level up to to bigger cards. Something something I could I could put out there. Um, a lot of people came to me with for this Josh Allen card that they wanted to trade up. They wanted to give me four or five six cards and trade up. And, and that, that's not what I was looking to do because I just felt like if I took any of their four or five, six cards, I'm going to end up with two or three stale ones, two or three cards that are just going to sit in my case. They probably sat in their case, right. Or sat in their PC for a while and they're having trouble moving them. So they're saying, Oh, Hey, this card is worth. So, okay. I'll give you, you know, 20% over comps, but they're giving me cards that are just stale that I, I just don't want to take more stale cards and put, in my case, so I, and I don't do anything on eBay and I know people will say, geez, take those cards. I'll take those cards all day and I'll put them on eBay. I, I stay away from that stuff. You know, I, I, I've done eBay before and I know, you know, it's a hustle. It's a hustle for people. And, um, I have too many hustles going on that I don't need that hustle. Let's, I'll just, put it at that. Um, I have to pick and choose my time, how, how valuable my time is. And the eBay route selling on eBay is, I don't find that to be valuable for me. Um, so as far as that Josh Allen card, it, I, I really made up my mind to say, I want to trade up. I will give you that card plus cash to upgrade to a bigger card. And that's kind of where I stood on that card and told people when they came, do you have anything bigger? Do you have a bigger card? Something I can trade up into. And that just never happened this weekend. So I still have that card, but I'm still excited about that card. I like that card. Um, so what else? Uh, I, I, I had a little, I had, a, I could have made a deal with that card. And, and I just want to throw this out there. And I've, I've talked to a few people about this. And people are mixed about this. And a lot of young kids come up at the Hofstra show with a lot of money. With, with more money than I think a 12 or 13-year-old kid should be running around with. Uh, and more cards than I think a 12 and 13-year-old card should be, kid should be running around with. Um, you know, we got kids come up to the table and they're dropping a Patrick Mahomes auto on the table. They're like, I'm selling this um, $20,000. And I'm looking at the kid. I'm like, how old are you? It's unbelievable. Where, where, where did you come up with this card? Do your parents know you're running around with this card? Um, and But I, I, I guess in that area, it happens more often. I, I just haven't seen it at the other shows. Uh, this show, 
I had uh, it was twelve year old kid. He came up. He had uh, a couple cards. Uh, 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 Justin Herbert, uh, you know, rookie card. He had um, uh, Joe Burrow autograph card, and he had about twenty five hundred dollars in cash. And he wanted to come up, and he wanted he wanted to buy that that Allen card, that Allen auto, and he was. He wanted to 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 trade me the burrow. I mean, I'm sorry, not the burrow, the um, the Herbert, and and give me like twelve hundred dollars in cash, and the deal was good. The deal was good for both of us. But I I talked him out of it a little bit because even after he we made the deal, I said, okay, well, let's just talk about this again. And his friend was with him, and I put the cards out and I put the cash down. I said, this is what we're going to do because in my mind, I'm thinking there's got to be a parent close by. And I want to make sure everybody understood the deal because I didn't want a parent coming back saying, you know, you, you, you took advantage of my son. If for some reason the parent wasn't happy with the card that I sold to him. So I really laid, laid this, this deal. I laid this deal out on the table a couple of times. And I said, are you really sure? I said, you haven't even checked comps. You've just gone by what price I put on that card. So at the end of the day, we didn't do the deal and I could have done the deal. It would have been a great deal for me, but I just, there was something about making a deal with such a young kid with a lot of cash that I was just nervous to do. I I, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to, even though I wasn't taking advantage of him and, and I knew it was a fair deal all around, I, it was just something, my gut was just telling me, don't make this deal with the kid. And, and I didn't. And you know, I stand by that and I still have the card I have and it's still worth what it is. And other deals will come by, but other people said, Oh my God, you should have made that deal all day. You, you know, these kids come to your table. If they want to do it, just make that deal. This was kind of my first time dealing one-on-one -on -one with such a young kid with, with a lot. And I think that's a lot of money for a young kid and, and the cards as well. So I, I, I didn't make the deal. Um, you can, uh, you could send your comments to me, uh, you know, message me on Instagram, what you think, if you would have made the deal, if you wouldn't make the deal, I don't know. It's just me. And I, maybe I'm a little bit old school, but, um, I didn't make the deal. Uh, so look, a couple of shout outs, uh, shout out to my guy, Harvey. At, I'm going to say, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I think it's Moki hobby cards. M-O-C-C-I Hobby Cards. I met Harvey uh, back in New Jersey, I think in December, October, October, or December. Um, came to my table with a uh, with car with cards, and you know we never made a deal, uh, but we just became friends, and we communicate uh, almost weekly on Instagram, and he shows up at all the shows. Shows up at all the shows. I see him at every show. Uh, showed up at Hofstra, says he really loved the pod. He's listened to all of them. So just giving him a shout out. I uh, appreciate you. I appreciate you listening and always look forward to talking to you and seeing you at all the shows. Uh, another shout out uh, to Alan at ja.sports.cards. It's just a local uh, card shop that opened up down the street from me 10 minutes away. Uh, and it's really given me a new place to go two or three times a week. And, uh, you know, you would think that anybody shows up that much. You'd be like, oh, not this guy again. But uh, 
Alan and I over there, I were almost the same age and just have great conversation, talking sports, talking life. And, and I, I just want to, Alan, I appreciate you. And I appreciate having that place to stop and not only chat with you, but I have all these great cards in the cases to look at. So, and, and, and making deals with you all the time. Uh, another shout out to uh, Tommy at Tommy underscore Mattioli 19. Tommy, I meant to shout you out a couple weeks ago. Saw you at Springfield. Uh, where you were set up behind us. You talked, uh, talked about the pod that you liked it and you hit me up and said, you're enjoying it. And I wanted to hit you up last week. Uh, never got it in. So definitely want to, uh, give you a shout out, uh, this week's, uh, teachable moment. So that this just happened this week. Um, and, um, I'm saying this because what I'm what this the way I viewed this situation, I think I'm right, but I could be wrong. We all we always think we're right. Um, so Monday, uh, I'm not going to say who it was. Somebody on Instagram put up a story sale selling all these cards. If and, and it said at the end, if you have any cards to trade, send photos and and prices slash current comps. I said, okay. So I looked through his and he had uh, a really nice Tom Brady, $1,400 and uh, a really nice Erling Halan. Um, I think it was 750 because it was, it was right around, right around 2100, 2150. So those stale cards I kind of talked about that I had, I took some pictures of them. I went and looked up current comps uh, and I went below comps. Like literally the prices I pulled out, I pulled out at about 70, 70% comps, maybe 75% comps. And I sent them to him and I said, look, I'm interested in, in the Brady and the Halan. And I have these cards. Let me know if you're interested in any, I could do cards and cash or cash. And I know almost immediately he looked at the, my message and he looked at the cards and left me unread and never responded. And here it is three days later. He still never responded. I did what he asked. And I also told him that at the end, which I don't think he ever even read to the end of what I had to say. And, and I think what happened was he looked at the cards that I put up there and, and you know what, they're, they're all cards that are about $200 anywhere from, you know, they're probably comp wise, they're probably about 250, 275, but I put them up, up there for between a hundred and $200 each one. There was eight of the cards I put up there. They're stale cards for me, but they're kind of cool cards. They're, you know, some of them, there were a couple of super short prints. There were two national treasure RPAs, right? So the way I, I put it out to him is if you're interested in any of these, you know, Whatever, whatever you'd give me for them, I I would take it. But I, I want to buy these two cards and whatever you could take off, take off, and I'll send you the rest. Ne literally never responded. Um, and it reminded me this week, years ago, I worked in a fresh out of college. I worked at, at a retail computer store. 
And back then, computers in the late 80s were about $5,000 a computer. And most people that came into the store came in to browse around, were never going to buy anything, just wanted to know what was new in the, with computers. And the other and the other half would come in because they actually got to sit at a computer because we had demo systems set up. They could come in and sit at a computer and play with a computer in the computer store. And I was a young guy and there was much older guys there. And when cars would pull into the parking lot, we'd all be standing around and then people would gather. Immediately, these guys would start trying to predict. They're going to buy something. They're not going to buy something. This guy can't afford anything. The one thing I learned from that was you can never predict by the way people look if they're if they've got one dollar in their pocket or ten million in their bank account and and if you don't know somebody and the, the old expression is don't judge a book by its cover and and it's absolutely true because I find this at shows all the time people walk up to my table. And I'm thinking they're never going to buy anything. And then they buy six cards. I'll take this one, this one, this one, and that one. And I get other people come up and they're all like, oh, I love this card, this, that. And I'm like, for sure, this guy's going to buy something. Then they just turn and walk away. They don't buy anything. Um, and I think what happened in this, in this situation, which I'm calling a teachable moment, is this particular person saw these cards that, you know, I said, I liked these two cards that were worth $2,100. And he saw that I had seven or eight cards that weren't worth 200, you know, each, each, and just felt that I was a waste of time to talk to, to get back to. And it's it, uh, not true at all. Not true at all. Just coming back from this show, I had plenty of money in the Venmo, literally plenty of money. I was willing to Venmo the money because I, I, I really like these cards. And now I'm off somewhere else looking for other cards. I, you know, just, I don't like people that just don't get back to you or they judged something very quickly. Now, this is my perspective. Their perspective may be, oh, I was going to get back to you and I just completely forgot. I forgot things before. I understand that. But usually when I forget things, I'll go back and see them a day or two or three days later. And I give him I had to give him up to today to say, oh, man, I'm sorry. I never got back to you. I got tied up, but I'm really not interested in those cards. But if you want these cards, um, they're definitely for sale. And I'd still do the deal. But now I never heard from him. So as this podcast will be released Friday morning, I'm going to message him back and say there was a lesson to be learned here. Listen to the podcast. So and you know who you are. <laughs> so that's the teachable moment. Oh, upcoming shows. Uh, we have the Big Apple in New York City, May 8th and 9th. It's another two-day show, but I am only going to be there Saturday. The two-day shows knock the heck out of me. And being in New York or, or, or Long Island, it's just it's too expensive to, to stay. I mean, you're almost starting your day out if you stay overnight in the New York show I, to, 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 for me to go stay overnight, I'm starting out the day negative 500 on Sunday. So I'm just going to be there on Saturday. Uh, after that, the weekend after that, the uh, Pro Probstein show is in New Jersey auto fest. Uh, Mohegan sun is June 11th and 12th Springfield mass. The new England card show is June 26th 
and nationals july 28th to the 31st and you know we we touched about this on this uh when with my interview last week with uh sports card therapist but it's amazing that i didn't realize um how much how quickly i've been propelled into this and, and i owe a lot to him i owe a lot to sports card therapists that you know he's ended up with so many connections so quickly that people i know that's been in this hobby that i meet that's in, been in this hobby for years and have been on wait lists to get into things that we get to we're 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 getting into these things up front and quickly um much sooner than most people and just a huge shout out to him uh, and a huge shout out just to just to the hobby um, that allows this to happen, that allows us to, you know, this hobby could be whatever you whatever you want it to be. If you want to if you want to hustle and grind in this hobby, I mean, I, the sky's the limit. Literally, the sky's the limit there. There there is uh, there is no law of the land in the hobby. It, it, it's it's it's. People have made it up, and and I can see this that people have made this up as, as the the shows. They just put these shows. They just had a great idea and put it together. They didn't have they didn't have uh, blueprints to go by. They didn't have a list of rules and regulations that they had to follow in order to, you know, I, the most rules and regulations I find is when I go to put something up uh, on a Facebook account and they the the admins deny it and say well you didn't coin it or you have to put a price you can't say accepting best i mean that this is where i find the most the most amount of rules in this hobby it's it's just unbelievable so there without being any rules and regulations the sky is the limit and and people who want to hustle and i can see this that people who really want to hustle will really really propel themselves to the top of this hobby very quickly very quickly <sighs> all right well that's it we're gonna shut it down for this week uh i really have uh i have an announcement for for um for next week um i'm very excited that i have craig from new york city sports cards when i interview him he's going to be on the pod next week so definitely definitely come back next week tune in for that that's going to be a lot of fun a lot of fun uh, i want to thank everyone for tuning in and if you like what you hear, please tell a friend, spread the word. And until next time, be good to yourselves and everyone around you. Mm -hmm.